listen, we need to find some efficiencies in the budget. Can you help us? This is something that most of us have heard many times when talking to our colleagues in finance, perhaps. And as marketers, we often feel that we get the thin end of the wedge with budgeting, and particularly when budgets are under strain, shall we say, from external factors. So how do we work effectively with budgets? How do we work effectively with our finance colleagues? Why is budgeting so important? How do you budget effectively? Who should you be communicating with when you're creating your budgets? How can you defend your budget, especially through difficult times? And what are the opportunities that you can find when marketing budgets are under strain? This is, if you hadn't guessed already, a budgeting special with myself and Sally on Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. Now, we recorded this um, a little before Christmas, so there may be some references in there to the impending festive season, which you might hear. But uh, we wanted to do it then because we were focusing on the future and looking at 2021 and clearly the the very difficult situation which many people find themselves in uh, now. And uh, in terms of their their, their businesses and also um, their budgets, which they'll be spending and and preparing uh, for this year, whether they're looking towards the end of the financial year in a few months or whether they are looking at a more um, annual uh, year-to-year basis, um, January to December rollout of their budgets. A lot of decisions will have already been made and therefore this is a work in progress but budgeting is a continual work in progress once you've established what you want and oh gosh listen to me i'm getting into it already i'll be quiet now and let you listen to myself and sally as we talk about budgets on marketing meanders enjoy today we are we're looking to the future as we always try to uh, looking to 2021 in particular, and uh, I suppose an activity that has already started with many of us, which is about budgets and and, and budget uh, cuts to budgets and and, and reorganisation of budgets uh, in marketing. Um, so we, we've had a look around. We've got some uh, interesting insights from from what's happening in the world, what people are saying and talking about, and uh, and then uh, our own experiences really in, in how to manage budgets. In potentially constrained times and we know these are times so um uh, we'll see where we get to on this so let's let's have a meander so sally i'll allow you to uh, to kick off with your uh, your thoughts on on budgets and, and constrained budgets in this time we all know that budgets for a lot of us are the most annoying time of year you think oh for goodness sake i've got it. and i know that a lot of people put it off and just think oh, i'll do that at the last minute and actually I know this this is not a very convincing thing to say, but you should love your budget and your budget will make your marketing easier as you go along. So if you can just grasp the nettle and then realise that actually nettle stew can be delicious as long as you have confidence and just plunge in. So what you need to do is sit down and the first thing you've got to do is look backwards. So don't just sit down over it. Oh, next year's budget. Let's start jotting down some figures. Nope. You're going to look at what happened last year. What does last year's budget look like? What did you spend? What worked? What didn't work? What did you overspend? What did you underspend? Because then you've got a, a plan and a kind of template for what next year should probably look like. And so looking backwards is my biggest piece of advice before you even start thinking about next year. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, that's the thing. It, it, it's funny. I, I find I mean, I'm often talking about you know the left and the right hand brain sort of marketer, and, and the fact I think I think I fall typically into this mold because that mold because I, I love being innovative and creative and everything. But then I also really have this weird, strange fascination with spreadsheets. And, uh, and, and, and actually, so I'm quite lucky in that I, I quite enjoy the sort of going in and saying, oh, well, if we, if we improve 25% on that budget line, then we could do this and we could do that. And I, I like going back into the detail and just, you know, seeing the analytics and what's happened and what's happened with the budget. But as you say, because I think for a lot of people, particularly, I guess, if you're moving into a new marketing role, perhaps, um, or you've been promoted to perhaps a managerial position where suddenly you have a budget. Uh, and everyone brags about them on their CVs and says, oh, I have a budget of X amount. And I say brags, uh, make an accurate representation of their value and their worth of, of, of how capable they are of managing budgets uh, on their CVs and on their LinkedIn pro- uh, profiles. But, but a lot of people then, you know, there's not, there's not really something you really get trained in, is it? I find mm, I don't think it's into something... it and suddenly have to bumble your way through going, ah, oh, oh, I don't really know. And it's also very tempting as a marketing manager to not share it with anyone. It's, it's not that you don't want to share it. It's you don't feel anyone else wants to know. So it's your responsibility. It's on your shoulders to keep it going. But actually the next thing you should do once you've looked backwards is to, go and speak to your finance department or your accountant or whoever it is and say to them can we talk through this because you might find that they've got some really good ideas about how you can uh, shift funds into next year's financial budget how you can save money because that could be put in somebody else's budget I mean, it's extraordinary and it's always, always worth sharing it before you move on and getting other people's support because doing a budget is hard. It is hard and you need people around you to go, mm, why don't we just try this? Yeah, exactly. But this very much speaks to our, our uh, recent podcast with Stephanie about networking and internal networking, mm. the point you made, Sally, about getting to know your your finance team and obviously other people and other, other departments. And it's so important. I mean, I always remember working for a publisher a number of years ago and, and there was like there was like the monthly reckoning meeting where you know you went up to see a finance representative and you had to go it was quite symbolic you had to go up a floor in the oh. building and, and go up and it was like a semi-abandoned office area with all these old office pods and things I don't know what people have been moved around so we'd meet in like a almost like a sort of uh you know back streets you know meeting <laughs> area of uh, you know buying some contraband and and uh, and look through these you know these printed off you know printouts of budgets and what had actually been spent and I remember a, a colleague at the time um, a, a senior colleague was, was just very sort of reluctant on these and, and was like oh I don't like this and I'm I'm not really I'm not switched on it's not my thing numbers are not my game and they were brilliant at practically everything else they were a really fantastic person um, and and very capable marketer but hated budgets and that, but they just couldn't get it but one thing that really did help was the fact that the finance representative who worked with us was would, would go more than halfway uh, to help make sense and 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 plan they were on side to plan with you rather than that awful situation which you do sometimes find yourselves in don't you where the finance team are like no no well you know justify this justify this justify yeah. this going to cut back on that you can't do this. I shouldn't do that if I were you. And you're, and you're trying to go, well, no, no, look, we're both saying brands inside the table. We're both trying to achieve the same results. And ultimately, what my team does will pay the budget that you're going to spend in other areas. So it's almost like trying to get that understood, isn't it, in a way? Yeah. I mean, the earlier you contact your 
um, finance team about what you're doing, why marketing is trying to achieve anything, the more likely you are to get ongoing help. So if you go to them, I mean, to be honest, market accountants may seem a bit grey, but actually sometimes they can be really excited about stuff. So if you say, look, we're doing this huge campaign, it's going to achieve this, 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 we're going to do it in May, and it's going, we, need, we need this much money because of this, you might find they go, God, that sounds great. And then as you get close to it, you'll find that they're on your side. And they can be tremendously helpful, particularly if you have accidentally goofed and overspent on something. You'll be surprised, and especially if you're on a big corporate, you'll be really surprised how overspends can disappear. Yes. Yeah. And that actually, I mean, connects back to the left and right hand brain. Because you imagine, as you say, you might have a vision of an accountant being terribly like, well, you know, do this, 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 and it's all about the numbers and the, and the, the data. But actually, as you say, the best accountants are, are incredibly creative. And I know not getting into too much creative accountancy so that we end up putting <laughs> legal, you know, financial fraud or anything like that. But but it, but more more the sort of um, uh, as you say. I mean, I remember yeah some conversations I've had where yeah you're usually far more worried about something that you've tried and hasn't worked or there's been an unintentional overspend by yourself or a team member. I find that can happen quite easily with uh, social budgets and things you know, where someone Very doesn't quite so. know what they're doing and they've, they've just overspent or they've overcommitted, haven't they, to some yeah. advertising or something. And you go, oh, shit, we've got, you know, that's five grand, which we didn't plan. So now what am I going to do? I have to go back yeah. to the drawing board and take it from somewhere. And then but if you, if you pick up the phone to the finance team first, they'll say, oh, that's fine. They're so much more relaxed. You think they're the ones who are going to be like on edge and going, oh my God, what have you done? But they're sort of saying, oh no, we'll just round that up to, you know, 10 grand or we'll round that down. You know, and you're yep. thinking, hang on, that's like 200 quid on this budget and that isn't that important? And so, no, yep. that's just a rounding I mean, error. You do have to be careful because they're not endlessly patient. You can't just go, if you goof, they're going to fix it always. You will eventually run out of string for them. But at, start off with having the relationship. And it's really good to just have. I used to, I too used to work in publishing. And I used to have a monthly meeting with my account, with my um, finance person. And we'd sit down with a huge pot of tea and biscuits and we'd just go through the budget what we'd spent what we hadn't spent what isn't isn't going to happen we'd have a laugh it was a good fun thing to do and it just made it all much more approachable so you need to look at your but the other thing you ought to do is look at your budget every day just look at what you've spent and what you haven't spent i mean obviously if every day is too difficult at least once a week because nothing should be a surprise there's nothing more painful and you deserve to be bitten on the bottom bottom if you're doing this if once a month the figures come down from finance and you don't recognize them mm. that's you are doing yourself a huge disservice you ought to, i mean yes some things go wrong but you ought to know they've gone wrong mm. yeah exactly as you say as you say i mean no surprises that's the thing isn't it and i think it's because it's also you know with the finance conversation it's, it's meeting meeting them halfway as well with with um you know just if you've got a pretty clear idea and realizing that as you say it's hard work to perhaps construct a budget but it doesn't have to be endlessly complex particularly when you have a, a good oversight of what's on there i mean clearly there are very substantial budgets but it's almost as the layering up isn't it you know so uh, you think god social media that's ah, oh, but it could be anything you think well yes but what's the total budget for the the whole channel what's the total budget for the linkedin for the twitter exactly. for the facebook and 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 it's because i think it's seeking that help it's almost like because i mean there are clearly there are finance courses and there are internal training 
opportunities, aren't there? But it's almost like, I suppose, getting to know a bit of the language, having enough of the language, enough of the understanding, you know, accruals and things That's like right. this and deficits and overspending, just understanding enough there um, and, and probably having that almost like making sure that common language works with your main finance sort of uh, um, counterpart effectively yeah. is, is probably good isn't it to do and that when everyone there's nothing more annoying than needing a purchase order number that's really annoying it's one of the and it's kind of for a lot of people it's completely invisible why you need that what's this mm -hmm. for for god's sake you might as well just make it up but no if you understand that a purchase order number is going to kind of align your budgets nicely and it's going to make your suppliers being paid early so they're going to love you and that's useful but a purchase order is something which is going to make it easy for you to say right this purchase order is going to spend is going to be spent in may so you can set it all up in january and you can you can redo purchase orders but you can set them all up so you don't have to think about them ever again and you know you've spent that and finance knows you spent that so that finances um budgets are going to align with what with your spreadsheet that you've got they might even feed the figures into your spreadsheet if you've got that kind of system running mm. so that everyone's on the same page yeah yeah and and, and that's as you say page it's almost like thinking about your one pager you know marketing yep. plan which you you're, you're, you you designed sally yep. and the sort of the the connection to it and so there's there's that i suppose people looking at this time i mean clearly they work on different budget years etc uh, um, but if they're looking ahead to the planning of this and uh, next year say you've got more of that security haven't you and more more of the um uh the backup almost so your finances are in line with the plans you have and therefore when someone comes to you and says right so let's chuck everything out can we do this can we do that can we do the other you can say well um i think this is a piece of advice you gave me uh, several times a number of years ago was about well is it on the budget is it yeah. on there is it not uh if it's not that's not just you know money we're committing there is also the time and the resource and so you know if you've worked out as far as you can the key areas where your your team are working then at least you know that's on the budget that's that's sort of connects it's the thread isn't it, it connects up from you to finance to senior leadership and, absolutely and, and you need to share your budget with your business development team because if your business development team have a huge plan to go to a major international conference to discover what they're, what they're doing and how to um, um, and sell their product. Actually, that's great. But if they're going to come to you and say, we need 25,000 catalogues to be shipped out there. And if they haven't told you that, you need to have the confidence to turn around to them and say, right, we can do this but I actually haven't got the budget to do that, which is mean that we're not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. And over time, your, your the project development people need the budget. The development people need to recognise that the budget that you share the budget, <laughs> it's all to the same end, and you've all got to work as you say on the same page. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and, and it's also that uh, of having the as with your your strategy, as as we hopefully mentioned in our strategy or levels of strategy, operations, and tactics in marketing previously. There's there's that. There's a degree of, of having a plan in the first place um, and, and saying that, well, it, it, there are dependencies and contingencies based upon this plan. Therefore, there is that sort of strength, um, uh, rigidity to it. But as with any steel, I suppose, or steel construction or Japanese earthquake building, there is flex. There, there is flex, but flex, which is at review points rather than flex, which is suddenly 
you know, saying the next quarter we're doing, you know, these campaigns and that's set and this is what we're going to do. And then suddenly someone says, yeah, it was a major event. We're going to need a quarter of the marketing budget for it. And you go, okay, well, let's, let's just calmly reevaluate that with the, the plans we have in place. And there may be merits to, to, to certain degrees, but it, it kind of gives you the context for those conversations, doesn't it? It means that you're not just saying, well, I don't know, nothing's been, it's all malleable, nothing's been really written down in stone um, at all in the future, or there's not even you know, any flexible you know, uh, uh, potential plan in there. There is a plan, and so therefore we will have to potentially adapt and change what we're doing already, which will have consequences, Yep. But we're not just starting from scratch every time and being reactive right. every time with the budget. That's exactly right. I mean, in big, I mean, probably all places ought to do, you ought to reforecast your budget so that after you've been going, usually it's once a quarter, but if things are going wrong, it tends to get quite rapid. But you ought to once a quarter go back to your budget and say, right, what actually have we achieved? Have the um, return on investments that we predicted? Have we met the um, KPIs? How are we doing here? And take a breath, look at it. And then if you're missing certain little bits, if all your pay-per-click um, advertising isn't cracking it, you really ought to reforecast what's going on in the future. So you ought to say, right, we're never getting this right. I'm going to spend less money on it. And that should make your budget a calmer space. Mm. So that once you started off confidence is all marvelous but once a quarter you need to go back to it and say right i'm going to rethink going forward because actually we do need to spend more money in linkedin we didn't think we did good they're going really well here and we're going to rejuggle it and spend more money in linkedin and less in instagram yeah yeah and reforecasting it is just another way of making it less painful going forward exactly and i always find it's interesting on that that sort of q4 uh, forecast that the number of times had it this that there's always the the leftovers aren't there and the number of times you hear people suddenly ring up and uh, you know that they're talking to their advertising uh, agency or something and they go yeah we've got um we've got so how much have we spent with you this year oh well you've spent uh, i don't know 120 grand in total so uh, you know that's everything you had booked and done delivered and you go great great um well, how about we just chuck in another 60 now this next <laughs> month to spend and you go i'm sorry so you want to spend half again of everything you spent for the entire year in one month is that the right time of year for, for spending this money yeah, how are you yeah. doing? i mean there's also there's always that way isn't there of sort of saying well suddenly yes we, we've sort of had unofficial or official contingency pools and budgets which i mean i always love to have a bit of a safety blanket to, to, to a certain degree but obviously being sensible about it and, and communicating clearly with your finance team because they may get rubbed up the wrong way yeah they suddenly go hang on a minute you're doing all this and you're chucking this money out and you won't be able to spend it necessarily in an efficient way or in the way that you want to spend it uh, yep. right at the end there you have to that you also get you get absolutely no prizes for underspending it's as criminal as overspending underspending because you're being far too cautious and just think if you had spent that money what could you have achieved but just going oh look at me i've not overspent the budget there are no prizes for that it would be better to overspend it to be honest moreover if you underspend your budget there are some places where they'll say where you have a top-down budget and they'll say okay well last year we gave you five hundred thousand. you've only spent three hundred and fifty thousand. so this year we're only going to give you 300 yeah 
yep. Well, they're almost always going to take it away, aren't they? I think nine, nine times out of ten, they're going to go, yep, well, yoink, thank you very much. That's, <laughs> you clearly don't need it. And as well, actually, if you've had a really good year and then you think, great, I've had a good year, um, not had to spend everything, and, well, I've, I've got all the brownie points here. And then someone goes, yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, do the same next year. In fact, no, do better next year and have less budget because you don't need it. Here we go. Thank you very much. And then you're having to fall back defending yourself, aren't you, just as much as you say as if you've overspent so again it's that it's that planning and review points isn't it so if you get to q two three and you say well wow you know we've we've smashed these social campaigns and we've got far more people in you know buying the product than we thought we were going to get looks like you know we're going to have some more money here um but then that's really i suppose where innovation and testing comes in as well doesn't it because i mean my goodness can can you learn a huge amount and if you put some budget behind testing something yep. you're gonna you're gonna get ahead next year hopefully um and, and spend the money on it yeah, um, exactly. you shouldn't be frightened of spending money on something which may not have such a good return because as sam says what you're doing is making sure that what you do do next year is going to have a good return because you're not going to make the mistake or do it wrong and it's really important also other people that have got um budgets it's very tempting to actually see your budget as a tactical budget. So all your money is going to be spent on advertising or collateral or those tactics, conference attendance, et cetera, et cetera. But some of your budget is particularly if you're a marketing manager needs to be spent on things like is our CRM operating correctly? Do you need to spend some money upgrading it, uh, getting other people onboarded on it? Is your um, project management system working properly? So it's those things that are invisible. You have to make sure you've budgeted for them because they will make an actual difference to the tactics. So you've got to do that under, but they're kind of not top level and they're not sexy, but boy, do you need to budget for them because they can be quite expensive. Mm, mm, yeah exactly and, and, and i think it's sort of um with things like that it's it's <clears throat> it's, it's it, i mean it's a bit of t telling a story isn't it because well, the word i often hear from um or have heard in the past from you know finance directors and and, and finance controllers is um you know i need i need some accompanying narrative here uh with yeah, with this yeah. and i think it's great for me it's like brilliant i love telling a story yep. uh so here's my story i'm going to tell you and i remember once it was a pretty tough budget round three years consecutively of of uh of cuts or, or desired cuts we sort of kept the wolf from the door you know really to say no, no you know we really need to try and try and uh, keep going here and, and this is really important and i remember once i had to come up with this fantastic i say narrative accompanying narrative for the whole budget and it and it was picking up on some of those smaller bits because i mean quite often you find there might be something like that if you have thought well yeah project management system uh crm i need to make sure i've got this in there and um, and then you need to explain a little bit about what it is, because I think so often, as with anybody with any spe specialist area, the acronyms creep in, don't they? And then if you just write it all down and you have no relationship again with finance or you don't get a chance to sort of pitch to them for your cut, um, if you don't have that ex you know, internal marketing effectively, internal storytelling, um, then people go, I, I don't understand. They've just put a load of stuff in here. Could be anything. Yeah, Do I really want to support it? You know, um, yeah. so yeah, telling that story, company narrative again is a nice way to see to make the numbers look scary and, and make it also helps you because that's the narrative you need to tell yep. your team and your superiors and your customers about why you're doing 
Yeah, absolutely. And there could be nice, quite interesting narratives about, about your CRM systems, about, you know, how you manage people, how you're going to segment people, how you've got identified audiences, how you can do nurturing campaigns and all that automotive, automated things behind it. So people are automatically going to get personalised letters, thanking them for buying a product, etc, etc. They're all quite nice, attractive stories to tell. Mm, mm, exactly and and it comes back right to your first point i think about i think it's quite as i say fun gosh i'm saying the word fun i think i think it is i think it genuinely it is for budgets are anyway. fun. um that you know like sitting down with your team at the end of the year probably this time of year actually i mean yeah. as again i know obviously financial years and the rest of it are very different but whenever your end of year is coming up you know just thinking well instead of obviously you've got to do the number crunching and everything but then looking back and saying what what are the what are the stories we have from this year what what worked well or didn't work well and and looking at it from a from a you know it can be fun from a finance perspective as well you say well i don't know we plan to do that video with um with a vip we wanted to interview and then we wanted to host it on live and then push it out on these three channels and we thought it was going to cost us i don't know eight grand or something like that um, and we did it all and actually it only cost us six and a half so it's fantastic so what we did is we experimented with this extra one and a half on this niche channel here and uh, or publication or whatever and uh, that actually was better than everything else combined it was amazing yeah. so those little and th those are the kind of um you know vignettes effectively which which add to your own personal and members of your team's yeah. profile career that those are the stories that people want to know about because that they have they're rooted in, in 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 a budget conversation effectively but they're also sort of sharing success and um and, and good practice aren't they i think yeah, as exactly. well but i mean sam's uh, you've just mentioned something that's the same that although as a marketing manager the budget is yours it's really important to give your marketing executives or whatever title they have officers whatever title they have um the able the ability to manipulate and see the budget they're spending so that the a they get some experience of managing a budget but also they recognize the impact that what they do has on the budget because the budget can be this whole mysterious oh we've got to manage the budget as this strange kind of holy grail kind of approach to life and actually they're not it's not that complicated really honestly we all manage a budget every time we go shopping or go for a drink in a pub when we could do that when you go to the, have i got enough money in my purse to buy three pints you know it's not rocket science mm. and if the earlier you give um your executives the ability to be able to m manage their own bit of the budget the more likely you are not to have hiccups not to have problems and to have motivated members of staff who want to join in with making the budget work mm. yeah exactly I, I, it's so so important because you know then, then they they're empowered in that way i mean it, they'll come up with new ideas and new, new approaches as well yeah. anyway. if they're particularly if, say they have a direct relationship with the media buyer for example and you sort of give a certain amount of budget to spend and then they they manage to get well discount be great but uh, or, or perhaps a recalibration <laughs> yes. of what they're doing and spending on different areas you know making the most of the, the budget they have i mean uh, i think i mentioned this previously in a previous podcast but when we we asked for some ideas on on, on budget cuts and, and, and how, how people are dealing with it. And, a, and a, a connection of mine came through saying again about this whole thing of actually his approach was very much around, well, I'm not just gonna centralize now uh, the, the budgets and, and the cuts to it, um, or just, just greater um, 
you know, visibility or greater scrutiny rather of, of my budget, I'm going to make sure that I, I take this opportunity to liberalize it and, and spread it out to my team. And so it's far more, not the top down, it, it's far more, it's being spent or the pots that can be spent yeah. at a more, I say tactical level, but more sort of just, you know, cold face level that people can yeah. be more empowered. Uh, and therefore, you don't have to do as much of the look guys we really need to be careful with the budget you just they're doing it already they already have that sense of yeah. i have to be careful with my part of the budget which contributes to the, the whole yeah that's exactly right that's that it makes it easier to actually deal with budget cuts because at some point in, our, in every year there will be a moment when you get oh bother and it, it's always the marketing budget it does i mean like if the, the further up you get to towards being a marketing director the more likely you are to have to spend at least twice a year to have to justify your budget and say why it shouldn't have been cut by 30% mm. and explain to them and actually if you cut it by 30% this isn't now this is going to mean that we're going to not be able to do any money any work in three months time mm. that kind of juggling about so anyway however if you are if with some places you do need to cut it there does have to be dramatic action taken and if you've got the the whole team able to cut bits it means that it's not just one thing one big cut it's lots of little cuts and they're less painful so people might go oh well great i could just do a little bit less pay-per-click here that's fine i'll just i just won't market it on this channel just now and so those little cuts are less painful but probably more effective mm, mm, yeah it's exactly and, and it's sort of it's just it's a more a more targeted approach again isn't it really sort of uh, in, in the right the right sense and yeah. i mean it leads us on very neatly really to the whole the whole area i suppose as we mentioned about this next year i mean i i don't know i mean i, I don't think everyone you know it's like nick ross if everyone remembers him at the end of crime watch saying please don't have nightmares at the end of the thing <laughs> yeah. you know please don't have marketing nightmares about budget cuts and things but clearly many businesses already and organizations are going through this for yeah. obvious reasons with the pandemic and and into the next year, it's it's almost certain, as you say, the first place to be cut, and almost certainly people are going to have lots of these conversations and 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 face these uh, these these challenges, aren't they? In the next few months, in particular, yeah. um, and uh, and it's as you say, it's really tough, isn't it? Because I think everyone gets a bit defensive straight off, and no. uh, and and then and then again, if you've just if you say you've just had your your first year as a a budget holder, a marketing manager, and th and then all of a sudden you hit with right uh so you did well this year and now sorry there's been a pandemic and so you're going to have to cut far more drastically than you've ever done before and yeah this is knowing how much to push back how much to defend how much to justify how much to reach out and and be conciliatory and or, or you know to, uh, working together um yep. that's a difficult thing to do isn't it particularly if you're new to it um it's really important that. to make sure that people understand that particularly in marketing what you're spending now you're not but you're not spending stuff in january that's going to happen in january mm. you're spending stuff in january that's probably going to happen in march and it's really important that rather than going oh that's not fair that's not fair, you've got to explain that the impact on the cut now is going to happen down the line and the moment you start having that sensible conversation it can become easier to defend your budget Mm, yeah exactly because people recognize there's a great product coming out in march and that's why we've got to spend the money now because this big product's coming out in march 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that and that's actually a very critical thing, isn't it? Really, I mean, uh, 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 clearly different for, for different markets, but still, yeah, the latent effect, as you say. So, you know, the, the people might say, "Well, good, you know, we're still doing fine, you know, so we can afford to cut this, slash this by thirty percent because you know everything's going fine now." I said, "Yes, but because of six months ago, we did this." You know, the, this it, it, again, it's sort of it's it's communicating your whole not raison d'etre, but just your whole process, isn't it? Just trying yeah. to sort of set your modus operandi or whatever. You've got your, to have um, the big picture. It's your marketing strategy that you've got to do. It's not just lots of little plans. You're not just budgeting for little plans. It's got to be a kind of marketing strategy budget that you've got that's sitting in there so that you can say, no, if we, um, if you say I've got to cut, um, take out our CRM system, that will mean it will, there'll be no, these, these little tactics down here will have to disappear, which will affect all of the, the effect and the return on investment of all of our future marketing plans. Mm-hmm. So it, you need the strategy budget to be defended as well by the, not just the tactical one. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and, and, and again, it's sort of, it's telling that it, it's making people understand, isn't it? About what you're trying to do, what your grand strategy is, what your is and what you're trying to achieve. And therefore, understanding why you need the money to make that happen um and i suppose i mean, I, I, I think yeah rather than people coming in there's this there's this sort of pantomime villain idea and there's someone coming in <laughs> finance writer saying right that's it i'm gonna take you know, all the sweeties away children <laughs> it's it, less that and it's more sort of they come in and say right um do you really need this sweetie just fight to me okay do you really need this one i can let you keep these that's fine but do you need these ones? Let me know more about that. You know, and they're, they're, they're sort of probing, aren't they? They're sort of probing conversation to really... And just... to be honest, sometimes all marketers, there will be some sweetie that you're used to having every, every April, but do you really need it? Do you? It's just nice and comfortable to do, but can you do without it? Do you really need a gobs box? gobstopper? Would a smarty do? You know, that, <laughs> and it's kind of, it is valuable to judge yourself as a marketeer because it, it can get can things can become habitual yeah 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 and actually i mean it does keep you i, I say I, I hate i don't want to use the word necessarily it keeps you honest but i mean, I mean the it, it does keep you lean it keeps you efficient it keeps you your eye, eye on the on the ball doesn't it because i yep. mean effect you can become too comfortable in in a reasonably sort of well oh well you know well provided budget but even then you start it just gives you a better perspective doesn't it because actually if you've been thinking well we operate well i don't know with a hundred thousand and then you think oh we couldn't possibly go down to 85 we couldn't do that we couldn't possibly do that that's madness that's you know 15 percent cut that, that's insane and then and then you look at it and if you know your plans you know how much you're spending and everything and you go well actually yeah i mean i think there's always that reluctance you think well if we do drop at all then we have to be asked to drop again and again and again but actually again relationship plans and, and, and then looking forward yeah. and saying look you know and setting in context again saying look if this is this is the hit now i can see and that's again god i'm going to so many areas here where the director can understand the broader financial position of the organization has to yeah. communicate effectively to their team and they go okay well yeah god us taking this little hit is is not devastating and and just yeah taking things into proportion isn't it it's sort of that sort of uh, sober analysis and then perhaps saying well you know let's look at a a recovery plan plan a return to normal let's look at efficiencies let's look at how we can be better um so there's opportunities there as well aren't there rather than just uh, bad things i mean um, if you do just i I don't wish to say that all marketing um 
direct I mean, all um, finance directors can be criminal evil people but just in case you do have one like that who does come down and say no this has got to go blah blah, blah you need to find a way to get um allies and one of your biggest biggest allies is the sales team because the sales team rely on what the marketing team well you should be functioning as one activity because marketing is basically a sales activity but you if the if they get down and say right we're going to cut the marketing budget you need to go to sales and say look have they cut your um targets no they haven't right i've just had my marketing budget cut which means i'm not going to be able to do this and you'd be surprised going to finance as a as the two of you sales and marketing arriving saying if you cut this we can't reach this target can change things so you need to make sure you've got your allies if you've got an um, a baddie as your finance department yeah absolutely i mean you know you need a, you need the comedy duo you need you need the, the yeah. you need the the principal boy you need everyone to, to <laughs> fight the villain and, and that's it isn't it it's that and again, it's that common understanding. So again, it's communicating, isn't it? Again, about a message, a, a yep. logical message. And I think the problem comes down quite often why marketing budgets, I guess, are cut because they're very visible. As we know, they're on the front line and they, they seem soft and easy to cut away at. But actually, if you're underneath that soft exterior, you have a, a logical, clinical kind of idea of, well, this is what we're spending. We know that attribution and return investment are unbelievably difficult in many areas to really get right in a, in a terrible, completely solid way but again back to your first point looking back if you've got a year two three four five years worth of data and perhaps you haven't got the, the most solid return investment idea but you've connected the money you made the sales the revenues you generated from the budget that you spent and then hopefully you have more granular detail on that again your channels um yeah. you've got something you've because if they won't have anything else they won't be able to come to you and say if it is that the villain finance director says, no, 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 you know, you're not, you're not doing the right job. So we've delivered on X target with X amount of investment for yep. the past three years. And it's grown proportionally here. You can see a nice trend. That's it's all maths. It's all about trends as my son yep. keeps telling me um, tre tre trend lines and things. And you've got some evidence, you've got some justification um, there to, to, to back up your um arguments or, or or at least putting your your point across haven't you i mean it, it, yeah. and again it's i, I think you've, you perhaps you think oh my god i'm going to go into every single last line and obviously some places are really really hot on 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 every penny spent and, and that's great for most people they're probably going to have more of a rough idea because some might just say well where's your return investment so well compared to this 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 you're referencing you're setting in context and using that with your allies aren't you yeah exactly well that's the end of episode one in our budgeting meander and uh, we'll be back with uh, part two very soon and we hope that you've found it interesting and useful um it would be great to hear from anybody who is actually going through this perhaps either now or, or has experienced this in the past the uh, the ideas around how they've managed not just their budgeting in terms of how they've compiled the budgets, how they've uh, planned them, and then who they've talked to. But I, I think just in terms of um, in times of, of stress or difficulty, um, where you've had to make changes rather rapidly, perhaps, or where you've had to just recalibrate your plans, how have you used the reference points that we talk about? How have you managed to uh, understand what it is that actually 
is the most important area of your budget and that needs protecting and also who you're talking to how are you creating your um, uh, I suppose alliances but also just clearly communicating internally about what is important and what's not um, and then as a, as a manager or as a leader how are you communicating that back to your team equally if you are um, uh, an individual who's working in a business um, your own business and, and you don't have massive marketing budgets but you're not quite sure what you should do if, if perhaps business business is down should you be taking money away from your marketing efforts or, or should you be um, looking to invest more I mean that's what the, the common uh, wisdom is that you know you should be focusing on your marketing in times of difficulty of course but where do you find the confidence to do that are, are you struggling with that yourself and thinking well I'm going to pull back on this outlay and that outlay um, and really just make sure I've got plenty of cash um, in, in the bank available should the worst happen I mean it, it's clearly there are very practical real experiences on the ground which are happening right now which are affecting people so if you do have any of those stories to share it'd be really interesting to hear them and, and, and hopefully you know talking about them with with us and sharing it with others it, it may um, prove useful to you so so please do feel free to share if you contacted us um, at meanderspod on twitter then we will be able to uh, get back to you thanks very much everyone take care and uh, speak to you again soon bye for now